Ah, it is so good to hear that music because it means one thing, Andrew Clark, that we're back. We're back. The Gospel Gab Fest is back. Last week was like kind of back, yeah. but this is like really back, really happening. And uh, and it feels good, I have to say. It's very good. Yeah. It's like three and a half years, I think, since the last official recording. Really? Wow. Of the Gospel Gab Fest. That's, that's like quite that. a hiatus. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was back when I didn't have gray hair. Mm, nice. Um, now I have lots of it. Think of all that wisdom you're now adding. I know. I know. I think that's what I tell myself yeah, every morning absolutely. in the mirror. Yeah. When I see a new gray hair, I say, that's just, just w- more wisdom. More wisdom installed. <laughs> it's like an iOS update for your mind. Uh, and, you know, I mean, last week was a, was like an abrupt on-ramp. Yeah. Like, uh, we knew we wanted to do something. I didn't really – I wasn't 100% sure it was going to, like, catalyze – you know, a return of this podcast. And so for those of you that don't know, this podcast at one point had like, you know, a thousand subscribers. Uh, we had an offer from the local radio station to syndicate the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we couldn't commit to that kind of schedule at the time. Yeah. And, uh, and it was really just, you know, two idiots rambling about theology <laughs> and culture. Yeah. And guess what? It's still just. I was going to say nothing has changed. That's <laughs> that's exactly what this is. So nothing has changed at all. Another day, I've got another negative COVID test. Congratulations! It's just like high school, every test I take, I fail. There um, you go. Right. It's awful. Yeah. Um, you get tested weekly too, right? Uh, yeah, I do. I try to. Or you yeah. try to. Yeah. For the most part. For the most part. Yeah. And you're were you getting tested in the area? For shout out to people listening. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, big. Big ups to all the people who are working this stuff because it's yeah it, it's you know it, it's stressful no matter what section of healthcare you're in and yeah. it's even something like swabbing someone's nose can, can be very stressful so I bounce around I've been getting tests at one medical um, I'm a I'm a Kaiser member so Kaiser as well um, yeah um, and then the other one I do is LHI uh, LHI dot care is the website and that's where pretty much anyone from the community can go and get a test there. So yes, when the other ones, when Kaiser and one medical are a little, you know, booked out, I'll just go to slip into LHI and they've got a really great, what's great about LHI. It it sounds like you're going to a massage party. I know. Or these are like clubs or something (laughs) like that. Like, I'm like, what, where are you going? Yeah. Right. Is that a club? Where do you, you get COVID test at a club. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, I order an Apple teeny and a COVID test. Yeah. The great thing about, uh, LHI is they have it so streamlined where you don't even have to you don't have to sit down or exchange anything with anyone. You just, oh really? Yeah, you're you're wait in line. You go and then you is leave. it free? You get uh, billed? Well, I don't know. <laughs> like I don't know. I haven't gotten a bill yet. Yeah, I haven't gotten so a bill I don't know. for yeah. anybody. Of these. So I was just saying that to Julianne the other day. I'm like. Who's paying for all of these? <laughs> so no, that's not true. I got some of the ones for Kaiser from my very first ones, and they were they were covered at yeah. least for me. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Well, and that's the topic of the day is you know mm-hmm. uh, mitigation, and uh, yeah. or at least our first topic. For sure. And so for those that don't know, just a, a recap on kind of our format uh, as we embark on a new season of the Gospel Gab Fest is uh, we we tend to try and take a frontline headline issue and then something a little lighter for the soul yeah uh, and try good. and do you know you know one two punch yeah you know something depressing and then something less depressing that's right um yeah. which is basically like when you and i preach something yeah pretty much when i 
something depressing than something less <laughs> depressing when it's your turn. Yeah, something like that. Uh, it's kind of exactly how it goes. Yeah. Um, so here's what I want to talk about to, to start with. Vac- it, you know, the vaccine is out. Mm-hmm. A number of vaccines are out. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think just this week they finally started making it available to people 65 and older and not just frontline healthcare workers. Yeah, I know that was coming and, out soon here. Yeah. And I, I, I actually said something on Sunday that I got a lot of questions about, um, and I got asked to clarify, uh, after both gatherings mm-hmm. and that was, uh, that the next big fight is going to be vaccine related. Mm. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm not a prophet. Uh, but America hasn't shied away from a fight yet, yeah. uh, especially one that revolves around disparity right. uh, and, and equity. Yeah. And my guess is, is so what we're already seeing is like, so if, if somebody says, I'm not getting the vaccine, then the people who say, I am, I am getting the vaccine are now villainizing the people who are not getting the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And the people who are not getting the vaccine are starting to villainize the people who are getting the vaccine, mm-hmm. or at least some, some of them are. Mm-hmm. There's a small, you know, I think there's a, a, a lot of people who are kind of okay with you saying, you know, exercise your conscience accordingly. Sure. But what I want to kind of do is talk about like, like, if you hear someone say, I'm not getting the vaccine, I think what you think is, oh, they're like a conspiracy theory person mm-hmm. and they're afraid they're going to inject a tracker into you, yeah. you know, and they're going to know how many bowel movements you have each day. And I don't want the government to have that information. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. there are actually moral objections that people have to think through mm-hmm. For do I get a vaccine? Do I not get a vaccine? Mm-hmm. That are that I think that we have forgotten about because we're in a rush to kind of stop mm-hmm. COVID and get back to life. Mm-hmm. And I actually, all I want to do is talk about those things and ask the question, like, like, hey, Chris, if you're a Christian and you're listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. even if you're okay with the vaccine, are you okay just because you want to get back to life, or have you thought through? the moral implications that revolve around the vaccine and mm-hmm. taking the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Cause I think you can, I think where I'm going to get to at the end of this is I think you can take the vaccine. I think you should take the vaccine, yeah. but I got, I'm trying to get there by processing through my convictions about it and all mm-hmm. of the moral implications. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think what's really, did, did you have more to say on that? No, no, uh, go ahead. Uh, I, this well, is a podcast where we interrupt each other. That's so great. Awesome. It's perfect. Uh, that's something I want to grow in is yeah. interrupting. Go. So Get, right try. now, do it. Um, something that's really remarkable about this vaccine, I think, that in our, or certainly our lifetime, and I think for decades and decades, I don't know the dates, I, but most vaccines that we you know, typically take these days are, have there have been there's like decades of research and decades yeah. of people receiving them. So yeah. it's, it's, I think in recent years, you know, however you want to slice it, vaccines in general have become more of a discussion for various reasons, yeah. which I don't really want to touch that. But, um, but sure? by and, are you sure? Yeah, you I'm positive. Okay. Um, All right. Just me. Just a question. Thanks for asking. Though. All right. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, so by and large, it's kind of been like, oh, you're, you're this age. These are the vaccines you get. It's flu season. This is the vaccine you get, et cetera. Yeah. And, and now we have this worldwide pandemic and we have this vaccine that was. That showed up in this accelerated timeline. Right, right. Which, which 
yeah, makes some people nervous. Yeah, totally. And I, you know, I, I do think there's, you know, I'm going to, I am going to arrive at the same conclusion you're going to arrive regarding the vaccine. Yeah. Um, I think you can, I think you should, but I know that other people don't. I understand the apprehension behind like, here is this thing that you're yeah. going to, that has been like really quickly moved forward. And I, you know, I think that part of kind of standing in each other's shoes, so to speak, is like understanding that that, that might give some people some, some pause, even in the midst of everything that it promises and as bad as yeah. things are. So yeah. I think the question for the, the, the Christian then is how do we walk through that in a way yeah. that yeah that, that's good that where we can come to our own convictions um, and we can do the things we need to do to inform ourselves, but we can st and not judge one another if someone else comes to a different. Well, I'm going to judge you, but yeah, well, yeah, I'm going to try not to condemn you. <laughs> that's right. <very good>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. Okay, so yeah. th what are the moral implications? So I can I have mm -hmm. at least four that I've been thinking through. Okay. I don't know if you have more than four, or the or the ones that you have or don't have are mm -hmm. included in mine. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the first one. If you have any, throw okay. them out. If not, I'll just keep moving through mine and, and let the discussion unfold. Let's that move way. through yours and see what happens. Okay. All right. So the first one is is you know. Does this vaccine, uh, is it made using cells from aborted fetuses? Mm. Yeah. Right? So mm -hmm. I don't think anybody is, not, at least not in the everyday world, has even stopped to ask that question. Mm -hmm. And for a Christian, and Catholics in particular, mm -hmm. this is a really big question mm -hmm. for them. Mm -hmm. Certainly. Uh, yeah. And I think we have kind of a, a, a responsibility to at least talk about it and ask it because, you know, to, to produce a bunch of today's vaccines, manufacturers have to use fetal cell lines that are obtained through abortions, mm -hmm. particularly two from the 1960s, mm -hmm. and that they've been cultured and stored and frozen and, and they continue to be used to this day. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, here's some things that maybe people don't know. Um, these aborted cells were used to develop vaccines for rubella. That's the R in MMR. Mm -hmm. right. Rabies, mm -hmm. hepatitis A, chickenpox, shingles, and polio, but not the U.S. version of the polio vaccine. Mm, interesting. So all of these kind of... And, and so I think what we failed to remember is that there are these conscience issues, mm -hmm. especially for Christians, yeah. that factor into this that are different than just, did you make it too fast? Yeah, certainly. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And I think that, if I could just sidestep for a yeah, second, ahead, I yeah. think that could be applied to a lot of things that we, you know, and this isn't me saying yes or no to the vaccine. I'm just yeah, speaking yeah. in general here. Like, yeah. there's so much that, that we just consume in the West without even thinking of twice about it. You yeah. know, like whether it's food, where did that come from? Whether it's um, technology, technology, what? where did that, where did your iPhone come from? Yeah. Uh, your clothing that you wear, where did that come from? Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm chief among sinners there, but it is yeah. really interesting to think about, yeah. you know, the stuff we order off Amazon with one swipe yeah. without giving a second thought as to what went into producing that product. As long yeah. as it shows up on our door in yeah. two days, we're happy. And yeah, it really, you know, like I said, I'm I'm a hypocrite here, but 
it's very it's very important i think for us to as christians to think how things got to be that and then how and if and when we should consume them and what yep. it means to consume those things so yeah anyways yeah yeah it's yeah it's like you're on amazon you're like oh my gosh i didn't know i needed a bourbon glass with a bullet in it yeah but but you now know. I definitely know I do, that's and right. I want it here in two days. Yeah, that's right. And I don't care where it came from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't care what sweatshop produced that. Right. I ne- Daddy need it now yeah. because me likey. Right. Um, well, it's, yeah. Uh, it, it's so easy. It's just it's frightening how easy it is to get things these days. Yeah. And, um, and you know we go down this rabbit hole on so many things. Yeah. I think that I think what. We're, I I don't know. Maybe you disagree, but I think what we want to do is we want to get Christians to to th- we ought to be better at thinking through these things. Yeah, because you you would almost not buy anything if it was really about did it come from something or someone that did something immoral in an immoral place and in an immoral way. You wouldn't buy anything. Yeah. So, but but we do have to have categories, and we do have to, to some degree, draw lines consciously, mm-hmm. uh, even if they're somewhat arbitrary. And 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 I I don't think hardly any Christians, or, or at least Bible believing, Orthodox, gospel centered Christians would 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 fail to draw the line at something coming from aborted fetuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, certainly. Uh, and so uh, so here's the good news. Newer vaccines are moving away from fetal cell lines. Mm-hmm. So scientists are finding alternatives like animal cells, non-fetal human cells to create viable treatments. And so the Christian Medical and Dental Association, I bet you didn't know that was a thing. I did not. Yeah. That's cool. If you want to know whether that filling is sanctioned by Jesus. This is this is where you go to find oh, out. Good. That's a way to So they shoulders. commended the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines cuz they use mRNA technology, right. not yeah. DNA technology. Yeah. Um uh, they don't contain fetal cells and they do not rely on fetal cells for in production. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's very good news. That is super good news. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's cool that there is a, a group that where you can do, look this up. Yeah, yeah, doesn't do the thinking for you, but synthesizes it for people to understand. Yeah, that's very cool. So people like asked me, Alan, are you gonna get the vaccine? And I've responded to. So if you're listening and you've been one of the people that I've said I don't know to, mm-hmm. it's not I don't know because of the the great government conspiracy that I'm right. worried about. It's for reasons like these Mm -hmm. so that I don't know is, is it depends on which vaccine they offer me because the AstraZeneca and Johnson and Johnson vaccines do use those fetal cell lines Mm -hmm. to develop and create the vaccine itself as well as in lab testing. Wow. So if I'm offered Moderna or Pfizer, so my wife just got the vaccine. She was Moderna. Mm -hmm. If I'm offered Moderna or Pfizer, Mm -hmm. the answer is yes, I will take the vaccine. Mm -hmm. If I'm offered one that is made from these fetal cell lines, Mm -hmm. I will have to abstain probably. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why this is complicated. Yeah, yeah, and that's only the first of your four points. So that's it's only the first. That's definitely not something that I had considered. Yeah, Um, yeah. but here's here's but here I'm gonna I'm gonna give some people some more conscience room. Yeah. Or at least I'm gonna try to, okay? Yeah. Even in the case of those requiring fetal cell lines for production, 
there are a bunch of pro-life leaders that still say that they're not opposed to taking those vaccines. Mm. Okay, so the Catholic Church, for example, says that those who choose immunization are not culpable for the sin of abortion. And even the Southern Baptist Baptist Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission said that receiving the vaccine is morally permissible, and they wrote a whole paper on why. Interesting. Okay? Um, So... Like, you see the different concentric circles of conscience that are now starting to emerge? Yeah. This is not just, like, black and white. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's helpful to talk about and think about these things. I think the the kind of knee-jerk reaction is like, oh, it has to do with this very controversial topic, so let's not address it. Or draw a very, like, hard line in the sand, yes or no. But when when you actually dig deeper into what's actually going on, there is more conscience room, which which is very good. Yeah, I think Albert Muller, who's high up in this Southern Baptist uh, convention, he came out the other day and said, I think you, not only is it okay to take the vaccine, mm-hmm. I think you need to take the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And he made, an, he made a, an entire position and argument for why. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that is grounded in, in, in Christian love and service for a community and yeah. for a people group that he 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 roots mm-hmm. in some things that he sees in scripture. Yeah. It's actually pretty well done, I thought anyways. Yeah, I'll have to check that out cuz yeah. yeah, that's that's where I tend to lean on this as well, but yeah. I'd like to hear what he said is. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay, so number 2 is so if it's made through mRNA technology, which distinguishes itself from DNA technology, is it safe and ethical to take? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we need to spend an entire lot of time on this because we kind of just answered it. But the but like the conviction is for me, anyways. It's mm-hmm. it's yes because it's not using fetal cell lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the safe question is the one that's got people freaked out. Certainly. Yeah. Because it was developed so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And and I read something that somebody said and it goes something like this. Yes, it went faster, mm-hmm. but it used the same scientific methods to get there. Right. And I think we have to remember that. Totally. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, that's what I, you know, I I studied biology in college and so there's, you know, I while I am not very well versed in all the details of the world, they they don't just like you know, it's not like some yeah. off, you know, entrepreneur guy like putting vials together and then like <laughs> selling it. Someone probably thinks that. But yeah, I, somebody's I'm not taking Trump's vaccine. That's right. You, you, you know he didn't actually mix it, That's right? right? Yeah. yeah. He, he yeah. wasn't in the lab with a coat on no. actually mixing the thing. That would be something. Uh, um. That would be something. <laughs> and so, you know, it's it's like there's, you know, it is it is a, even in a very unique circumstance like we find ourselves, there, there are still like benchmarks that, that must mm. be met. Um, and yeah. And that's. You know, as comforting as it can be. I do still understand some people's apprehension, but it's... Well, also, the fact that the stakes are so high, like, scrutiny and oversight has never been so intense. Right. You know, it's like... Nobody wants to put something out there into the general public that's going to, you know, take where all of a sudden it's like, I'm going to have to go Rick Grimes based on what they did. Yeah. You know... I mean, that's uh, the thing, is the, you know... I guess in some crazy, like, you know, Batman scenario where, like, <laughs> there was this evil genius who wanted to, like... But 
I mean, the liability is unthinkable, you know, yeah. if you were to just like mess, mess this up, so to speak. Well, th and, that's a great point. These yeah. are you know, Pfizer, for example, Moderna, Johnson, Johnson. These are businesses. Mm -hmm. They want to make they do. money. They certainly do. Yes. And in order to make money, yeah. their product has to work. Yeah. Or at least enough. Yep. Um, yeah, certainly. So, yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of what I've been thinking about on the safety side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's definitely, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, I have, I had that thought all fall as they've been developing it. It's like they're moving really fast. They, I mean, it's better, I suppose, than dragging their feet because yeah. in a sense, it's like how, you know, we're talking about mitigation broadly. It's like how careful is too careful, you know, like, yeah, but they have these benchmarks that they have to meet. Yeah, and that's that's important that those are in place. So, All right, let's move on to the third. Sure. Um, do you have a Christian obligation to get this vaccine? Mm. Spicy. Yeah. Um, the Center for Bioethics and Human Dignity (CBHD), which is housed at Trinity International University, suggests that. Uh, in the future, any moral obligation might be similar to that of getting the annual flu vaccine. But the question is, like, right now, do we have a moral obligation to get a flu vaccine? So somebody, or the COVID vaccine. Mm -hmm. So somebody like Al Mohler, conservative, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Bible teacher, he's within the Southern Baptist framework, mm -hmm. says his position is, you do. You have a you have a moral obligation to do this. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think? Um, I I personally agree with that. Um, you do or don't? I do. You do agree do with that? Agree okay. With that. Um, you know, I, I would be interesting to hear his reasoning, but for me, it's a it's similar at this point. It's very different in terms of how much it how invasive it is to you as someone who is taking this on, but like, it's sort of how I feel about mask wearing as well. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. it's, it's less about protecting yourself and more about protecting the people around you, especially the more vulnerable. And, um, you know, so it, I, I would be interested to hear his reasoning, but to follow that, that's, that's sort of where I land as well in terms of, of taking it. Now, then the second question becomes when I look at my brothers and sisters and my, as a pastor, like how, how much do you bind people's conscience on that? Yeah. I think. Let me, here, let me read a quote from him and then yeah, you can, then you can tell me what you think. Yeah. There are third parties who cannot take the vaccine or do not yet have access to it that could still be infected by those who refuse to take it. Mm. The general principle of the common good comes down to benevolence, love and care for others, laying down personal priorities in service to others. Christian thinking about the issue of the vaccine must weigh this key biblical principle as part of their thinking. To not do so would be an egregious sin. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like he's not I'm, pulling any punches. Yeah. I'm. Um, um, and when he's he's not saying to not get the he's not saying if you don't get the vaccine that's the egregious sin i think what he's saying is to not take the thinking process into account of yeah. love and service to your neighbors yeah. in other words whatever decision you come to yeah. it ultimately has to kind of be rooted more in self sacrifice right. 
than self-preservation to yeah. kind of get back to yeah what you've been what, what I've been, been preaching on. That that, that that did you know pass through my mind as I was saying my answer is that there is a you know a this is a self-sacrifice sort of thing I think for some people you yeah. know for for me personally I I don't I'm not worried about it for myself but I understand that for others there there is concern and so um, now what Mueller does say is he does oppose efforts by the government or others to coerce people or obligate people by law okay. to get the vaccine yeah, yeah. so he's making these two different distinctions right he thinks christians have a moral obligation to mm -hmm. but not a legal one yeah and yeah and to do so that would be going to f an overreach of the government yeah or whatever yeah because they don't do that with other vaccines as well yeah even if yeah you know certain people may disagree with people's convictions on that yeah. there's that freedom there so yeah um i agree with the the legal conclusion he makes i you know, I just don't know, man. I don't know if I'm settled on the place that you have a moral obligation to do it yet. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't actually know where I land on that point yet, which is why I brought it up today. Yeah, I kind of wanted to yeah. flesh it out a little. Yeah. You know, I, I, I understand the kind of the moral imperative to, you know, uh, to serve and love your neighbor, but I think people can there are things that people can do to serve and love their neighbor on this issue if they chose to do so in lieu of the vaccine. What I don't think you can do is, you know, say I'm not taking the vaccine and I'm not doing any mitigation. That's I was literally just thinking that exact yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, I think that is a selfish that's position. Yeah, to I take. think that's yeah. pretty irresponsible. Yeah. yeah. But presumably someone could say I, I would, I will not, you know, I have decided, my family has decided not to take the vaccine. However, we're going to continue, you know, a Mask good amount wearing, of it. social distancing, That's right. whatever, I, you know, until, I, until this thing has yeah. moved itself mostly out of the, you know, prevailing yeah. community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they, you know, I think a cost to that might be that they would have to do that presumably longer than someone else who got the vaccine. But, but this is like far off. Like I just read, like at first they thought you would have to vaccinate 70% of the population to get the immunity that you needed to kind of move back to normal life. Yeah. But, but now I'm reading that they think it's like closer to 90% of the population in yeah. order for it to work the way you want mm. it to work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and no, it, it, that's going to be a while. Yeah. This isn't, it's very encouraging that we've, we've started to take this step, at least to me, but I, it's still a long <laughs> battle ahead of us. I know. And that's the hard part. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So I guess the last question or the last thing that I've been thinking through is, does the timing of taking the vaccine factor into your moral considerations, especially in relationship to susceptible others. Mm. So here's what I mean by that. Yeah. Sh should I, Alan Coleman, take the vaccine before everybody who's more vulnerable than me mm. has gotten to have the vaccine? Mm. Yeah. So let's take like frontline workers out of this for a yeah, second. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. let's just talk about everybody else. Terrible. So I'm talking about nurses, doctors, yeah. medical staff. Let's take them out of this for a minute. People who are dealing with it on a yeah, daily basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now let's just talk about the rest of the population. Yeah. Do you have, should I refuse to, as a healthy person, mm -hmm. as a mostly healthy person, yeah. uh, 
to take this thing if, you know, for example, you know, Gary hasn't gotten it yet right. or yeah. Dan hasn't gotten it yet, yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's there's two I think there's two ways we need to address this. Number one is yeah. or maybe we don't need to do both, but I think in a in a vacuum of a world where there are no errors or no you know missteps with administration, I think the the self sacrificial posture to take for someone like you or me who are you know relatively younger and not as at risk as someone who is older yeah I think it's our our duty as disciples of Jesus to to take the path of downward mobility, which is to say you go first, you need this yeah. more um, yeah. Um, yeah. while still you know practicing mitigation and other things yeah. to to prevent so that's where I very confidently land for myself is I'm not, I'm fully not expecting to get it till the end of 2021. That's yeah, just, I, I that's think just, I'm in the, I think I'm in the same camp yeah. in, in some weird world where mm-hmm. like like if my doctor if I got an email from my doctor saying hey you, you're you're on the list yep you're coming in in two weeks like I would have lots of questions as to like how am I already yeah. able to take this thing? Yeah. Well, and that's, um, that's what I, that's, so I think we then need to actually bring it into the real world, yeah. which is that that's happening. Um, there it was, is happening. There was a, I didn't read the article. I just pa- saw it in passing, but there was an article in the IJ about how, uh, I forget the company, the group that was doing it, but there was a big clinical error and a bunch of, you know, younger people ended up getting the, getting the vaccine way ahead of, yeah, know. that's not right. And so it's, it's not their necessarily their fault, especially if they're not right. Christians, yeah, yeah, and they don't have any kind of compass to think through this thing. Yeah, exactly. So, but at the same, but it's in the same know. time, it's objectively probably morally wrong. Well, well, you know, it's yeah. You know, I know, I know people that this has happened to, and you know, it's yeah. It, and some people they were. It wasn't like they were like sweet. It's you know, yeah. I'm going to take advantage of this. It yeah. was like okay, I. I you know, based on my situation, I must be next in line. So yeah. I'm going to yeah. step forward. Yeah. And it wasn't like a stepping and, over someone else. Yeah. And this is just, why we're having this conversation yeah, exactly. right now. Cause my guess is, is that there's going to be some people that maybe have already gotten it. Mm-hmm. And if they, ha- and if they had the opportunity to think through it, because we're all kind of just like trusting the government to like parse this out. Right. But the government's just yeah. another fallen entity, yep. you know, that doesn't, yeah. that is on an imperfect side of heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people, if they thought it, they would go, Oh, if I really thought that through, I don't know if I would have taken it yet. Yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah. I think it's really that important sense? that we yeah make that distinction yeah. where it's like not a for shame thing if you got yeah. it, but it's, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's really, they told me it's my turn. That's right. I took it, I took it, the opportunity, but I didn't. And then in hindsight, now that I'm thinking through these things, maybe, I would have thought about that differently and asked a lot more questions. Yeah, yeah. but the tricky part is, I think, mm-hmm. is I don't, I don't know how it works, but I, I'm not sure it works. Like, okay, you said no, so let me take this dose and give it to someone who's in there, who's in their nineties. Yeah, you can't control that part. That I understand, yeah. but I don't, I don't know. I think I have, I think I do have some moral responsibility to look out and say, okay, is this generally starting to be available has it generally been made available to these people who clearly need it more than me Mm -hmm. and if it hasn't and i'm already Mm -hmm. starting to be offered it Mm -hmm. 
then it then I then I it, I don't think I should contribute to that process. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think we're now at a point. I think right I mean this thing's only been rolling out for less than a month now. And yeah, it's really, so I yeah. think lots of mistakes. I, yeah, exactly. Lots, of, lots yeah. of mistakes, lots of grace I think for people and I um but I also think now is a good time for us to start asking those yeah those or at least thinking through those sorts of things yeah. and um you know asking those questions yeah and, it, it, yeah it's not like a bunch of millennials are standing in front of kaiser like at a bon jovi concert yeah. going throw it to me exactly throw yeah, it to yeah. me no, yeah no, it's just that's not how it's yeah, working i think people and, are like okay i got him <laughs> you know um you know there's there's two things this week that i saw that were really interesting um about all this and i was in, in line at lhi to get my and this this to get your to get my to get uh, your apple teeny yeah to yeah. get my to get yeah. at the club lhi yeah. Yeah. um and uh this this older gentleman drove up sort of like panicked and he like was yelling at his car window to the employees there and they're like is this where i can get a vaccine I'm like no sorry it's just testing here and he was like visibly frustrated and they shared some words and had a conversation and yeah. he drove off and it was like man like what a what a snapshot of just like the panic people are feeling. About yeah, for this. some people, yeah. and and you know, you know, I said something that you know maybe was hard to hear for a few people, which was about you know stop social media posting mm -hmm. that you got the vaccine already. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I'm not. I'm not trying to shame you. I'm mm -hmm. not trying to like say. Sure. That I, I'm sure you posted it with good intent because you want to mm -hmm. show we're turning a corner or whatever. Right. right. But like. There are people in the world out there like that, that literally are like feeling like, how do does that healthy person, no matter what their job is, get mm -hmm. to have it before me? Yeah. Uh, and this thing will certainly kill me if I get it or right. whatever. You right. know. Yeah. However, they're thinking through. Totally. It. It's yeah. like life and death to some people. No, definitely, and that, that's it's important then to to remember that those people are I think every everything feels theoretical until you see a face. Do you and see a face? For me that was like the face that I needed yeah. to see to be like wow people are really you know you can look at the landscape and know it's severe but also like yeah. personal people it's really upsetting to them and yeah. then the other thing that was really interesting is I was on the Marin Health website and there's a you know and I know they're they're trying to be helpful I'm not condemning them right yeah, but sure. there was a a page with a title that was when do I get all caps my vaccine? <laughs> and it's like, I just read it like, when do I get my vaccine? Like, and I just, you know, I think, I think this is important for Marin for our context, actually. Why did he get his Tesla before me? I've been waiting. People typically, I would say the, you know, there are exceptions, but a lot of people in Marin are, are used to kind of getting things when they, when want, they it. want it, what they want. And, and this is an exercise in patience, and it's but it is also an exercise in patience and something that's causing a lot of fear for people. So it's very yeah. interesting. Like the, I think in the months to come, you're right. This is going to be a, um, and I think it's going to get uh, even fiercer. I think it's easy now because healthcare workers should get it first. Yeah. Elderly people should get it first. People with compromised immune systems should get it first. Yeah. Like we're all yeah. on board about that. Yeah. But then once it starts rolling out to people who are a little bit more on the same that's playing correct. field, that's, right. that's when this is going to yeah. get more ugly, I yeah. think. It's gonna, yeah, and it is. So I, I, you know, to kind of wrap up this subject, I think there's like two big takeaways. I think one, uh, think through this carefully. Mm -hmm. Don't 
It shouldn't just be uh, the way we we should never as Christians proceed into the world about any major life decision with moral consequence, with flippancy or urgency, without having first thought through the implications of our decision, whether it's to take a vaccine, whether it's to start a new job, uh, whether it's to get married or not, whether it's to have children. There are moral implications that Christians have to begin to think through Mm -hmm. uh, before they just say yes to the dress. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, And then number two, there's going to be some we're going to see some pretty horrible things is my prediction. Mm-hmm. We're going to see some injustices, mm-hmm. some disparities, mm-hmm. some inequity in the, mm-hmm. di- in the distribution of this vaccine. Even when we're told our government leaders are working hard to make sure that doesn't happen, yeah. but money talks at the end of the day, people mm-hmm. are going to find a way to cut to the front of the line. Mm-hmm. And we as Christians have to not take the bait mm-hmm. and engage with the culture in a mm-hmm. way that is just as hostile and commiserate with yeah. those that are feeling treaded upon, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Trust in the sovereignty of God mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and be wise. Yeah. You know, it's, it's super interesting. I was um, thinking through this before we met here, and um, there's actually a Dr. Seuss story that reminded me a lot about this. <laughs> Boy, this will be fun. Give me two minutes. It's really it's called The Sneeches. Oh, I know this story. Do you? I do. So yeah. it's the one about the birds that have... Some one group has the stars, and the other group does not have the stars. Oh, this is different than I was thinking. Go ahead. And the the group with the stars on their belly looks down on the group without the stars on their belly. And this guy moves into town, and he has a machine that can put stars on bellies, so that they're part of the group that huh. um, you know is inclus- included. Well, the original group that that had the stars gets upset about this. You know, there's this business that were for three dollars because they were a privileged group up to this. That's right, and yeah. now they're not anymore. So then, this same guy says, "Well, I'm going to charge ten dollars for you to remove your star, so that you're now in a in the group that is special oh, again." Interesting. And so there's this picture in very Dr. Seuss fashion in the book where it's this figure eight of all the snitches going in and and getting out, and and basically this guy made all this money and and left, and the moral of the story, uh, Dr. Seuss wrote it as a response against discrimination, and actually it was a big push against anti-Semitism as yeah. well, at, at, you know, when the book came out, and it just goes to show that, you know, I'm not, am I saying, like, Pfizer is, like, the guy, I'm not trying to, like, draw any of those, I'm not doing that, but what I am doing is, it's, it's, it's just a great little fun kid story, like, but it's so deep in that. Morally profound. And we, yeah. we just so easily look at like what other people have or what we don't have, and I think we just need to remember like this is going to roll out in the different ways for different people, and we're all going to have different convictions. And so our thought is, or like you said, our call is to think biblically about yeah. it, um, not just in the decision to to do it, but also in um, relating yeah. to one another. Um, and our response to inequity and injustice has to be. Uh, clear, yeah. thoughtful. We have to engage with it, mm-hmm. but in a way that is inherently loving and draws people to the name of Jesus, yeah. not in a way that um, uh, you know sends them screaming the other way. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I really would encourage people to try to be, even if you disagree, to try to understand the other person's. Yeah. You know, yeah, and out of that place, have a conversation if if they're amenable to that about 
So when you it. see someone in the street who says, I'm not sure if I'm taking the vaccine or I'm not taking the vaccine, mm-hmm. try and have a little grace and understand that maybe it's because they're thinking through one of these things right. and that they're not just a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. All right. Absolutely. So how about something a little lighter? Nice. Um, d- you said to me the other day, hey, Alan, have you seen the movie Soul? Yeah. Now, I had been avoiding the movie Soul hmm. um, until my, you know, my, during Christmas, my kids were like, we should all watch Soul. And yeah. then it didn't end up happening. Mm-hmm. And I was going to, I was obviously, I was going to watch the movie, you know, as part of like a family thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I wasn't excited to hear Disney's take on the Soul and mm-hmm. Afterlife. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I watched it last night. Okay. And what I found is that this movie does not seem to follow Disney canon. Interesting. It's really weird. Well, because the Disney canon is follow your heart and desires to be happy. Mm -hmm. That's the Disney canon of every movie. Mm -hmm. This movie Mm -hmm. comes to a different conclusion that your value in living life Mm -hmm. Has is not about what you desire to do with your life. Yeah, totally. it's just because you have dignity and value as a human being. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was like, "What just happened?" Yeah, totally. Um, when we talk about movies and shows, do we need to like say spoiler alert or anything oh, yeah. like that? Spoiler alert! You didn't. I'm just about to. Okay, so I- <laughs> all right. Don't be a jerk about it. Just, I get it. Okay, listen. Spoiler alert, um, and if you get really offended that we're spoiling soul for you, man, get out of the house. Uh, it's also uh, been out for like a really long time. So, Oh, that's good to know. I was late to seeing it as well. But. Right. So I saw it last night. Okay, cool. This was my takeaway. That was my yeah. That was the first thing I thought to myself when I hit the off button. Now, don't get me wrong. It gets a lot of things wrong. Well, yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah. But it also, you know, maybe instead of us picking apart what it got wrong, what are some yeah. of the things you think it got right? So, yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's exactly what I came to as well. You know, I, did I expect it to be a, you know, orthodox view of the afterlife? <laughs> Absolutely not. And I don't, yeah, no. but what I was really surprised by was there were a number, a number of biblical themes that you could, you could pull out of it in terms of let me do this first yeah. well, let me do this first let me just give a synopsis so oh, you yeah. had your spoiler alert i'm going to give a synopsis and then we can kind of platform from there yeah. all right so this is a, a disney pixar movie and soul tells the story of joe gardner who is uh the voice actor is jamie fox yeah who's a black middle school band teacher who wants to be a jazz pianist right okay and so then an accident puts him into a near death holding pattern or like a basically a coma i think yeah uh and so we're taken on this journey with his soul mm-hmm. uh as he explores life and death where do souls go they call it the great beyond where do souls come from they call it the great before and so this not yet born soul named uh, 22. 22, who's the voice actor is Tina Fey, mm-hmm. is kind of avoiding life embodied on Earth, yeah. meaning it doesn't want to have a body and go to Earth, mm-hmm. and so th- joins Joe in this story. And so they, be- they begin from these two different starting points. Yeah. Joe doesn't want to die, 
mm-hmm. and 22 doesn't want to live. Right. Um, but then they both discover in the end mm-hmm. that life is worth living simply because it's life. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Good that, synopsis? Very okay, good there? synopsis. Right, yeah, totally. Without it. getting too deep into like all the details. I'm really bad at giving synopses. I yeah. feel like I'm missing details, but that was very well done. So, um, yeah, I just think there's something to be said for um, like in search of our purpose or in search of purpose, we, like, there is, I think the world wants us to get, this is what I wrote down, I think we live in a five-year plan world, mm-hmm. and I think scripture calls us to a day-by-day world. Yeah. And I think that stories like this, while not biblically informed, like really accentuate yeah. that to us, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, this one to me didn't quite have the gut punch that like Up or, yeah, yeah, did you yeah, see yeah. Coco, that yeah. one? I did not see Coco either. You gotta go. I saw Up. Yeah, and but those two, to me, have like the ultimate like Pixar gut punches, and um, this one didn't quite hold that. But there was that like that scene where he's looking back on his life and he sees all these beautiful moments with his yeah, family. Yeah, so there's this scene where where they're walking through kind of this the hall of memories of some kind. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's them oh, together yeah, looking right. back at Joe's mm-hmm. life. Yeah, and twenty two is looking at his life and basically says, "Wow, you've lived." a pretty pathetic, meaningless life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And all, all those scenes are like him eating alone in a diner. Yeah. Or like yeah. getting rejected from gigs and, yeah. and stuff like that. And, and, and so we're basically, you know, Disney's trying to get to with that is, well, that's not what makes a life valuable. That's right. Yeah. Which is the anti-narrative of like the whole culture right yeah, now. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like follow your dream, follow your heart, mm-hmm. follow whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and this yeah. movie just goes against all of that. It's so weird. And what was really great is the, that that those scenes that were precious to him are like very normal life things. Yeah. Like there's this like kind of cloudy memory of his point of view of his mother like bathing him as a baby. And there's like him seeing fireworks for the first time yeah. or, or eating a great meal. These are all very ordinary things and there's nothing necessarily. Yeah. Well, I, they talk about, about the, uh, like, what is your spark? Like yeah. what's a spark? In other words, what yeah. is the thing that makes life worth living? Right. And one of the things that Joe kind of takes away, he says this, a passion is not a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I just am boggled that this came from Disney. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, it's a really cool I thought it was a very clever way to kind of like you know, broach the topic, but it is very different from a lot of their Yeah, every other story. Disney movie tells me to find my purpose by looking within, that's self-discovery mm-hmm. or chasing my dream, that's self-actualization. Yeah. That's every Disney movie. Every single one of mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Not this one. Yeah. And I just, I was like, wow, that was really refreshing for a change. In other words, yeah. it doesn't have to be your best life now to be beautiful or worth living. Yeah, that was the big um, thing for me was like, you know. And then there was all the pressure that Joe had from sources outside of him to like yeah. make something of his life as well. Like, um, you know, the mother character for a long time, who was voiced by the uh, mom in the Cosby show, which is really yeah. cool. Uh, yeah. I forget her name. I, I apologize. But um and like there were all these that was another great theme of this movie was like all the the lies and the voices that tell you like that you are your life is not worth living or that yeah. you are invaluable yeah. um yeah 
And that was a very surprising thing. Yeah, like me. life is valuable simply because it's life. Like I don't even know if the the people who were like voice acting this thing realized what 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 logic and worldview they were espousing. Yeah, totally. Because it probably goes against everything a lot of them believe. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or at least Hollywood as a stigma. Yeah, believes. I would say Hollywood yeah. as a as you know overarching. Yeah. It's like that's not really, you know. That's not really the way that life is viewed, typically. You know, I thought another real interesting scene was, um, okay, so there's this, there's one of these realms that Joe's explores in the movie, and there's this place where they, they, they come into, like, this valley. Yeah. And in this valley, it's where, like, they call them lost souls mm-hmm. are wandering. Yeah, good. I was going to And the idea this. here is that these are people on Earth who are living life, but they've turned their passion uh, into obsession. Yeah. So, like, there's this guy wandering as a lost soul, like, with a metal detector because he's Mm -hmm. consumed by trying to, you know, find treasure and money and whatever. Yeah. Um, And and Christians have had a language for this for a long time, which Mm -hmm. is when we turn good things into God things or passions into idols, then we become disconnected from life. In fact, they even used that language. Right that these are the people who became disconnected from life because they let their passions become obsessions. Yeah. And I was like, what is happening right now? I'm just so boggled by this movie. Well, and it was really, it was a very, I was surprised by how like dark and scary that scene was like, and, and how, um, well, because death and stuff like that has been in the background for most Disney movies, mm-hmm. and with Coco and now this one, they're starting to like deal with it in the foreground yeah, for the first time. Totally, that's also rare for Disney. Yeah, yeah, for sure. As like a you know, loss is real, and like loss of loss of life, not just in terms of death, but loss of life in terms of obsession. Yeah, and, you know, losing all of your life around you yeah. is. Is a death is a death also, and it is symbolic by these like lost souls like wandering this barren landscape, like repeating yeah. these mantras to themselves. Like, yeah, I got to find the treasure, or like the day trader guy, like it's like make a trade, make a trade. Yeah, yeah. It's very dark and very sad, yeah. and I, yeah. it was. I kind of commend them for like even touching on something. As, yeah, I'm like you. I when I when I ended this movie, I I didn't walk away like feeling like. Uh, it, it, the 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 storytelling wasn't satisfying for me the way other Disney movies have been. I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like I was like, oh my gosh, that was so good and fun to watch. What what makes this movie enjoyable is 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 it is its primary worldview that life is meaningful, purposeful, and enjoyable simply because life is valuable. Yeah. Um, yeah. That primary message. Mm-hmm. Uh, being so countercultural, yeah, very. Um, in a world of abortion and suicide on demand, and chase your dreams. That's the only way you have meaning is if you follow your heart mm-hmm. and you know turn your desires into obsessions. Whatever it takes to reach your dream. Yeah. Well, basically, they just said that disconnects you from life. Yeah, or yeah, be really careful because yeah. it's going to take your whole life over. Yeah, yeah uh, here's uh, here's the uh, uh, another quote that I'll read from Joe, the main character. Mm-hmm. He, so uh, jo- Joe 
finally gets his dream. He, pl- he So, like, it's building to this performance at a jazz club with yeah. a very famous jazz musician yeah. uh, within the canon of the of the story, Dorothea mm-hmm. something or another. Yeah. Williams, I think. Yeah, yeah. Dorothea Williams. Mm-hmm. And he finally gets to play with her. So he, so the whole movie is, is basically built around him trying to get to this. Yeah. And he does. Mm-hmm. He actualizes his dream. He plays with this person. He applauds. He's recognized. He's asked to come back. He's reached his dream as a jazz musician. And then he says this. I've been waiting for this day my entire life. I thought I'd feel different. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the biblical narrative. The Mm -hmm. biblical narrative is passions taste bitter when we mistakenly believe that they can satisfy us more than the living God. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, I love that quote. And my favorite one came right after when Dorothea responded to him and said, I heard this story about a fish. He swims up to this older fish and says, I'm trying to find the ocean. The ocean, says the older fish. That's where you're in right now. This is the younger fish. This is water. What I want is the ocean. Oh, yeah. And it's like, man, that's that'll preach. Right. And it's like, that's, that's it. Like, I want life. Yeah. You know, I want my life to matter. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your life does matter. Yeah. You're in your life. Yeah. And it's, yeah. you know, that's, that's what kind of going back to what I said, like yeah. this, you know, we, everything in culture and everything in us is like, Work and strive and make something of yourself, and then one day you'll get to experience life. Yeah. yeah. And and the biblical idea is like this: Lord, like daily I'll seek you. Like Jesus said, if anyone would follow me, deny his, deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow me. And it's like this daily, it's this daily exercise of of sacrifice to be sure, but also of gratitude. You know, yeah. Um, that's, yeah. Give us this day our daily bread. It's this yeah. like day by day. Yeah. Lord, thank you for giving me all yeah. I have, and let me live as an act of worship yeah. in response to that. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to do that when your eyes are always on the horizon yeah. and the next thing that's yeah. going to come. Well, and that's kind of, that's kind of a good word for us in, in like the COVID season, which is yeah. like everybody's eyes are on the like back to normal mm-hmm. or the vaccine or the end of yeah. stay at home or the, right. when masks are finally gone. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and so it disconnects them from life. Yeah. And then the other, the other, the other application is like, you know, how many people right now are living, yeah, or are they just existing mm-hmm. because they're yeah. waiting for some different day, yeah. Um, and and I think that that's super applicable to mm-hmm. us right now at this time. Yeah, it's a really good question to ask, and then it, it really forces us to ask ourselves the question of what is what is living, you know? What is living? Yeah. Like for that, listen to my sermon this Sunday. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, let me end with this quote by Dustin Crow, and you can throw anything else in that you got. Um, mm-hmm. He wrote an article on the movie, and he says this, This lesson revises the Disney ethos a bit. Life's magic and meaning isn't primarily found by looking within for a spark, talent, or passion that needs to be expressed. Instead... Maybe it's found by looking around us at the beauty of the world we've been given and then looking up with awe and gratitude at the one who gave it to us. Dang. Yeah, that's mic drop there. I can't add anything else to that. 
That's awesome. All right. Well, let's call it a show. It's good to see you. I'm glad we're back. Me too. And, good uh, to be back. We'll be back again with another episode next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, And all. good day. See you.